500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the ghost who walks enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds G'day everybody, and for those who have come in late, you're listening to Expand the Phantom Podcast. My name is Jermaine, and tonight I am joined by Dan. How are you, buddy? Not too bad, mate. I've, I've probably had better months, to be honest, and better weeks, but um, I'm very happy to be taking some time out of work and all of the busyness of life to, to spend some time talking Phantom with you. It's been too long, and, uh, and, and, and it's going to be a welcome reprieve from the rest of everything that's going on at the moment, I think. Mm, yeah, tell me about it. Um, have, uh, I'm sure our wives are happy to have us uh, um, uh, podcasting again. Means they get a little bit of time away from us. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so, um, uh, without further much uh, delay, we'll get straight into tonight's conversation. I'm looking forward to t- uh, our conversation today. Um, yes, me too. Uh, we in in Australia, uh, the free readers we might not have seen uh, much of his work, but anyone with a little bit of Phantom history and who has been reading the Phantom in the last couple of years will have seen uh, some of a couple of his stories that have been republished by the Free Crew. Uh, you would have also heard the name in some of our past uh, podcasts uh, with Robert Arman, who we talked about the Phantom and politics. Also, with when we've uh, interviewed Ulf Granberg, and also when we did our um, twenty most popular, uh, our twenty most influential Phantom people, uh, this guest also got a good mention in that podcast as well. So, uh, without building up too much uh, suspense, <laughs> uh, let's introduce tonight our guest and uh, Magnus N- uh, Nutzen. Is that how you pronounce it, Magnus? Um, not really. <laughs> Magnus is correct, but Knutson. Knutson? Knutson. Knutson. Yeah, that, that was right. <laughs> uh, Let, let's just stick probably, to the first name basis then. <laughs> yes. Uh, we probably should have, um, one of the first things we should, probably should have uh, discussed with you, um, uh, Magnus, was uh, that or warn you about was that we were going to butcher uh, probably your name. Um, unfortunately, uh, we're two white boys from down under, and um, yeah, our pronunciations of uh, names can be a little bit left to be desired. Some of so, us are worse with, than others. Yes, I'm a lot worse <laughs> than a lot of others. Uh, so, uh, Magnus, could we just get started with uh, just telling us a little bit about yourself, like um, your age or roughly, if you don't want to give the exact, uh, where you were raised, um, growing up, did you read comics, did you read The Phantom, or, you know, just a little bit about yourself, and then we'll kind of go into talking a little bit about your Phantom work and some of the other work. Uh, yes, I am uh, very old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was born 44, <clears throat> and uh, when I was a little boy, I I wasn't allowed to read comic strips 
because they, they were they were bad for young people. Oh, wow. uh, but uh, <clears throat> so uh, it. Uh, it was when I was uh, with my comrades. They had uh, comic magazines like Superman and sometimes uh, the, the Phantom. Yeah. Uh, it was when I was uh, older. I was uh, I studied art history, art, and uh, when I was. Uh, Ready. I didn't what not what to do, but but I had a friend, Janne Lundström, and he yeah. was working with comics. Uh, so I began translating. Um, it was Secret Agent Corrigan, X Nine. I translated to Swedish. Um, but it was a summer. I was a summer temp, so editor, uh, and I edited um, the Phantom story, uh, Italian from Fratelli Spada, and they were very bad, good, <laughs> good drawn, but very bad, and a lot of useless violence. <laughs> so uh, uh, I said to the editor in chief. Uh, can I do new ones? And he said, yes, do that. So, so I began doing my own phantom stories. <clears throat> so that, 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 that's once you started for Semic. Can we go just back a little bit? And um, I think, didn't you start with the phantom with uh, Fratelli Sparta as an editor? That's that's one of the things that mm. I've read about you. Yes, uh, uh, I had the stories to make them usable in Sweden. What, so what was that like? What, what was the challenge of um, translating these Italian stories, which have only just started to come into Australia, I, I should let you know, mm. in the last couple of years? We've just started to see the Italian stories come into English into through publications with Australia. Was there any particular challenges getting them um, suitable for a Swedish audience? Uh, they were translated to English in English um, uh, but uh, well I, uh, I I really don't know uh, I, I, I just looked at them and <laughs> they were not good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah, we've 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 had the same discussions. That, they have uh, been the a arts... bit hit and miss, haven't they? The the yeah. stories that have been in Phantom's World here. Um, there's there's been the odd very good Italian story, but there's been um, some that have been, as you say, not very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they were they were really good drawn. Also, yes. it was good artists, but yes. the, the the stories were bad. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, what was it? How hard was it to start writing your own Phantom stories and create what we now know as Team Phantom Men? Was it? Was there a lot of loop, a lot of uh, like uh, hoops that you had to jump through to get permission from King Features? Um, it was Janne Lundström who was the editor. 
Okay. Uh, and uh, we had the same idea to make the phantom real, yeah. based in, in the real world, in the, um, yes, in the, the uh, Africa was in uproar those days. Yeah. The, the people was liberating themselves. And so we, we think we should um, make stories about that. Uh, but uh, uh, we was a little worried what they leave Hawk to think about it. But we met him <laughs> oh, wow. in Stockholm. Uh, we talked, uh, and he think it was good. He's you know liberal, so he, oh, wow. he, we had. So he 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 thought it was good. Yeah, um, and then it was a couple of years later that he kind of did his own liberation story with um you know with a, a Luaga as a African um mm. uh, president and stuff like that. So I, I guess you could say that yous really paved the way even for the um for the newspaper stories as well. Hmm. So with so with Rodia, which was kind of like the one of the big, probably one of the biggest influences, was that your idea creating a uh, like a Phantoms version of South Africa with apartheid and the uh, atrocities that they were doing? Mm. Uh, I, uh, I didn't understand. Take oh, take. So- Sorry, so with with Rhodia, which um, was you know the the country that was, I guess, based off what was happening in South Africa, was that was that your idea, or was it kind of like an idea that you fleshed out with um, with our Lundstrom and, and some no, of the others? No, it was my it was my idea. I created Rhodia. <laughs> yeah. So what was the what was the inspiration behind that? Because that was um, fairly groundbreaking for the fandom to suddenly have this. Uh, this country that was so, I guess, politically relevant at the mm. time, and um, and then suddenly a country, a fictional country based on South Africa, is appearing in the in the Phantom comic. So, what was the the I guess the thought process that went into the creation of that one? No, I I read. I was always interested in politics, and I read about the situation in Africa. So okay. that was the inspiration. Um, uh, in Rhodesia and South Africa was the most uh, violent colonial uh, countries mm. in Africa. Africa. Mm. So that was the inspiration. Mm. And was it because um, we had a very good chat? Of, um, Jermaine already mentioned Robert Aman, who we spoke to. Uh, he's a researcher, a Swedish researcher, who who's uh, spent a lot of time and and connected some dots in terms of politics and uh, made some um, hypotheses, I guess, around Swedish political movements and the Swedish thought at the time. Did you feel that you were? Hmm, what's what? How, how can I say? Did you feel like you were responding to the Swedish? Um, idea or were you leading a Swedish idea in terms of your 
your um, view of that part of the world, do you think? No, um, uh, uh, it was uh, Jan Lundström and I, we were interested, and uh, so we did what we thought was good, mm. quite simply. Yeah. yeah. What the Phantom would do. <laughs> so... Did you did you cop any criticism for mixing mm. the phantom up with uh, politics? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Um, because that phantom was selling good, <laughs> so yeah. uh, our boss thought it was good, and there was some uh, good press too. Uh, I, I met an, an editor on a weekly, and he uh, thought it was very interesting. And Phantom, Phantom being a good person, working for people in Africa, and yeah. that was my general idea too. Yeah. Mm. So. I'm not sure if you are actually aware, but it's only probably in the last five years that um, uh, the white president, the white president of Rod, uh, Rodia, has actually been dethroned. I guess you could call it. Um, so that's been a what a thirty, forty year process and um, an ongoing storyline. So it's yeah, it's only just recently we've seen that. Well, no, not really. <laughs> I, uh, okay. I'm not um, studying a situation in Africa anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's only... Um, so, the story... The, the country that you've created um, with, you know, the the whole Rodia and stuff like that, only just recently have we seen uh, a black presence, president uh, actually take over the presidency in, in that country. Yes, yes, I, I know. And that, that's nice. I'm being a forerunner. Yeah. Yeah. So do you still read the comics today? Um, uh, no, not really. Uh, I'm studying in comics and um, uh, writing uh, an essay about the use of symbols in comics, you know, like... Um, uh, stars and uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the symbols you use. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, 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 I'm just now uh, I'm plotting a new phantom story. Uh, oh, the, wow. Because I, I asked the editor if I could make a story. And they said, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That's mm. that's very exciting because it's been a while since you've written a phantom story. Yes, yeah, a long way. But uh, I, I have that drive to make stories, so it would be nice to be start again. Mm. Mm. So sort of to, to explain to everybody, I think... Um, so my understanding, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that you wrote, um, or, or are certainly credited with being the author for nine Phantom Ten. stories through the 1970s, and then a oh, tenth yeah. 
um, mm. in about 2004, 2005, which was a sort of a revisit of the last story that you wrote. Um, so it is, it's, mm. it's uh, very interesting to hear that you're dipping your toe back into the... What is it about the, what is it about the Phantom Manus that um, appeals to you and, and makes you want to come back to that character now, what, 15 years after the last story you wrote and, and probably almost 40 years after the, the bulk of the stories that you wrote? Uh, what's what's interesting about the phantom that he's uh, he is a mythic hero he is a sort of fairy tale person but he is living and acting in the real world and that contrasts i think is very nice uh, mm. yeah yeah true so um Oh, I can't, yeah, sorry, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, so another one of the stories that, so in, so I guess in you've written ten stories in through we've seen three of them. Um, one of the ones that we have seen, which you apart from Rodia that you are fairly well known for, is uh, Diana in the Jungle Patrol, um, which explores Diana. Um, being the first female uh, jungle patrol person, um, mm. what what was the what was the the strategy? Well, not strategy, but what was the idea behind that? Was there um, something in in life that made you write this, or was it just a, a, a an awesome idea that came up? Uh, it's two things: the feminist movement and Diana being uh, strong. Interesting woman. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's she really she's real a really good character in in this one. I I believe that sometimes with some modern uh, creators they just use Diana as a um as an excuse for the Phantom to be in the story, like a, a tool for rescue. Where um, your Diana is a lot different than that. Yes. Uh, that's that. That really, <laughs> I have to to have the phantom in. So he, he came in, came in at the lost pictures. Yeah, yeah, and because Diana almost is basically the hero in this story. Yes, of course. No, to me, uh, I think that Lee Falk liked strong woman. Yes. So, yeah, so she agree. was in was in the beginning, uh, and the, the, I too like strong women. I'm married to a strong woman as well, so. <laughs> you, you know she doesn't listen to the podcast, Jermaine. You don't have to say that. <laughs> um. So did did that story uh, create a lot of uh, like goodwill um, amongst? Like what you said, the feminist movement back in the um, in the seventies. Uh, in Sweden, w- women don't read comics. <laughs> but, <laughs> Same as but, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I have a lot of. I think it's one of the stories that's most reprinted, and, oh, wow. uh, oh, and okay. pe- pe- people talk about it. So. 
and and with, with uh, and I like where well to write, to write it. It um, just a, a, a strong woman in in the military. I think it was a nice idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um. So, uh, you got any other questions about the Diana? I know as a, as a father, I've got two young daughters. Um, I like, you know, and, and both both of my daughters have various interests in the Phantom, but the oldest one does like the Phantom and, uh, you know, she likes Diana and she likes Jeddah from the Defenders of the Earth. And, you know, this is the type of story that, you know, could almost be inspiring to, you know, my daughter who, you know, could see that Diana is more than just the love interest, more than just a damsel in distress. Mm. Even, you know, 40 years after it's been created, it can still, I believe, impact uh, people's lives now. Yes. I have to make a, uh, the same kind of story now. I feel a little press. <laughs> <laughs> Are you able to tell us anything about the story that you're creating now? Is it just in the synopsis stage? No, uh, uh, it's just in the beginning state. A lot, lot of, a lot of things uh, going around in my head. Okay. <laughs> just, just details. <laughs> I have to make it a story now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we we'll look forward to it. Um, uh, Danny, got any other questions regarding Diana and the Jungle Patrol? No, just that it was um, it it must have been fairly groundbreaking um, at the time, and and I guess that reflects a lot of the work from what I've been able to read mm. of your work because um, as Jermaine said, we've only seen three of your of your ten stories actually been published in English, and I feel a little bit um, underprepared talking to you because I haven't been able to actually. Um, Read the full the full body of your phantom work, but from what I gather, uh, the you were sort of responsible for a, a significant shift in the way the phantom was presented to a Swedish audience, and and as a key member of Team Phantom and at the time, um, have uh, sort of steered the direction that they went for decades to come. So. Uh, can you can you talk us a little bit about through the formation of Team Fantoman and what your I guess um, ethos or mantra or or guiding principles were as as a working group when you first came together? No, we wasn't a working group. It, uh, it, it Jan Lundström was the editor for the stories. Mm. Yeah, uh, so. Um, he was leading it, uh, and I know him. So, mm. but we were, we were never a group. Okay. Okay. So, we so were people, people working for Jan Lundström, you can say. Right. So you were sort of giving him ideas, and he was steering the direction. Would you say? Um. Uh, we were we were old friends, and uh, we have the same. Political outviews and the same interest in comics, so we work together. Okay. But but I have the ideas, and he thought they were good. You always like <laughs> it when your boss thinks that your ideas are good. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
So, um, so was there a reason why you only did uh, a handful of phantom stories in the beginning? Um, and because and, after the phantom stories, you did more Swedish uh, humorous adventure strips and some other um, work as well. Is is there a reason why you decided to go elsewhere after um, after your stories? No, no, I. I... I just wanted to make my own story, my own, okay. my, own uh, my own heroes, and yeah. And I have a, a friend who was a very good artist, so I'm, um, and he, he was me more in the humorous, the cartoon style. Yeah. So therefore, I, I made such stories like you know Tintin as a um, humorous adventure stories. Mm. Yeah, it, it, that's um, one of the things we've heard that um, other creators say is that they've enjoyed um, playing in the sandpit of another creator, which is Lee Fork. But it sounds a bit like you wanted to make your own sandpit or your own playground, and um, not necessarily been constrained by um, what another creator had set out. Would that be fair to say? Yes, that's fair to say. Yes. Um, but it, it was very nice for me to, I made the, the first stories for Valvea and he was, was a real good artist. Mm. Yes. So, uh, it was nice to make stories for him. Would, would he be probably your favorite artist that you've worked with? Yes. Without doubt. In a realistic style, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, in in Australia, we've seen a lot of his work, but we don't really know much about him. Um, would you be able to tell us? A, have, did you ever meet him? Did you have? Did what was your working relationship like with um with Valve? Um, it was Janne Lundström who was the the story editor, and he looked after artists. And he, he read uh, an album with strip made by Valvea, and, and then uh, he, he uh, wrote to him and asked if he could make Phantom Stories, and he oh, thought wow. it was a good work. So it was Lena uh, Lundström who who uh, find him. Yeah. Oh, and and so and I was uh, so he was tested by, by me. I I wrote the first story for Valvia. Uh, it was a story about the pollution. It was a problem that interested me. So I uh, yep. made a story about a polluted river in in Bengali. Yep, mm-hmm. that's one of the stories that we have seen. Um, from yeah. you, it was published in issue one seven nine nine as the Dead River. So only, were you only two years ago? So it, it's Ooh. actually taken um, that a period of time before we've actually seen it in Australia. Um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> but but it was it was beautifully drawn. You must have been impressed with the way Valve returned your imagery to you. No, it it, it, it didn't work that way. Um, I, I made 
uh, I made first a synopsis uh, to and sent to the uh, editor, and then I okayed it. I made a script, uh, so I never saw the the, the uh, drawings. Okay. Oh, until it was actually published in the books. Yes, that's right. the first time. And, and and I gather then, but that you must have been pleased. Yes, I have. Uh, I have uh, you made stories for bad artists too. <laughs> so, <laughs> in, so that that that's a big difference. Yep. Mm. So um. Were there any other artists that or creators that um, you worked with, or or that you had a good work, a good relationship with um, back in those days? Like I can think of some other names like Elf Janssen, Bert Williamson, Elf Granberg. Williamson was a very bad artist, <laughs> but <laughs> I think Bodies uh, think it's rather good. Yeah. Well, Bardet's um, very popular amongst um, amongst the Australian fans who are prepared to accept the Scandinavians. We have a little bit of a um, a thing over here in Australia with um, people who are not quite as happy with the Scandinavian stories. But Bardet seems to be one who most people enjoy. Mm. What what is it about his art that you you like in particular? Well, he he, he could make uh, uh, environments that looks rather real, and uh, and uh, the women's are good looking, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's always important. Um, did you ever? Uh, so, what was so? Another so one of the names that I just mentioned that I must admit I know nothing about. Ulf uh, Janssen. What's what? What was he like? What What was his history with the Phantom? Uh, I didn't hear. Ulf uh, Ulf Janssen. J A N. Yes, yes, Ulf <laughs> Janssen. Well, well, well. Uh, he's an uh, old friend, and we made a heavy load of. of Comic strips in Sweden, but his style doesn't uh, is is not good for the Phantom. He is not a very good realistic artist. Okay. He's more in uh, cartoon style. Uh, so um, uh, we okay. we just we were just. Try out phantom stories, um, but I don't think that's where they were very good. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, because I don't, um, I don't think I've, yeah, I don't know anything about him. So uh, I appreciate you um, educating us a little bit. Oh, we we have we have we made uh, comic strips in Sweden. Uh, uh, dailies and and uh, yeah. the, the, the rather popular in Sweden. We came out with albums and such things. Oh, okay, wow. 
Yeah, it's always it's always nice learning about um, uh, other people that you don't know as much about. So, in looking at your list of stories, you've got the Dead River, which was about pollution. Uh, another story you've got is the slaves, which is you know speaks for itself. You've got the Diamond Wall. You got Diana in the Jungle Patrol, which is about the feminist movement. Uh, you got poachers. Um, you've got you know uh, gambling with the uh, Grigos Casino and stuff like that. Um, would it, would it be fair to say that uh, are, you, are you fairly uh, proactive with with your views and, and your political stances on a lot of uh, these areas, or was it just that they were hot button subjects that were great to, to write about? Now, uh, I think it's uh, it's what I said f- before, the contrast with the Missy Caro phantom and the real world, that, that interests me. Yeah. So, um, uh, it, and I am very inspired by thrillers, you know, Le Carré and such things. Okay. Mm. Um, so, so, oh, okay, so you go, Matt. No, that's all right. It's just, it, it's interesting, um, Magnus, that there there is only a relatively short run of fandom comics that we're talking about, or fandom stories, particularly in the 1970s when you were really a, a, such a key member. And, and Jermaine's just gone through those, um, those stories. Why do you think, um, there, there certainly is a, a very real perception and an idea that you had a massively influential um, impact on the run of the Phantom in Sweden and, and with Team Phantom and with Simic at the time. Uh, you, there was a direction shift in perhaps where the Phantom was at. Why do you think that perception exists? Do you do you see that as well? Do you see that you had a big impact on the way the Phantom went? I, I I didn't know. No. I, uh, I made stories in the seventies, and then I uh, began to make other stories, and so I really didn't know. Okay. So did you did you have conversations with um, writers who came after you, who were who were perhaps influenced by what you had done? No. I, I I made the Phantom a short while, and then I went to, to other things. Hmm. But you're aware now just how influential your um your stories have been to, and because like we're still feel we're still seeing the effects of your creations now today with like Rodia and uh, and and stuff like that. Do you like? You, I'm assuming you can sense that now. Well. I now I, I I understand that they have um, have an influence, but well, I, I really didn't know. Yeah. Because yeah, because I guess you, you could say that you know your influence is growing, or is, is that great that uh, a bunch of um, Australians want uh, want to talk to you, and uh, you know there's probably going to be. Uh, 150, 200 people uh, that will listen to this podcast as well. 
that will uh, be interested in learning, you know, uh, about yourself and the legacy that you have left. No, uh, yeah, I was rather surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, I did ask in, just before we started recording, but is it a little surreal to you then that we, um, you know, that people from the other side of the world are, are talking about your influence 40, 50 years later um, about about the stories that you've written? It's very surreal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, but but uh, uh, in the bottom of all, it, it, it's I like to make stories, and the Phantom was a good figure to make stories about. Mm. I, th- I think that's all. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, now, one of the one of the questions that was sent in to us by uh, Mikhail Lick, who has been working with Chronicle Chamber re- recently, is about your thoughts on censorship in particular, and I guess some of your your stories for for either political reasons um, may or may not have been censored. Um, certainly, we see from time to time in Australia that artwork gets censored. Um, is is this a bit of a, a uh, an interesting point for you? What, what are your thoughts on censorship, censorship in comics? Well, I, I, I've met it just once, and that was uh, 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 a strip for a daily, uh, but. Uh, the the phantom stories were managed by Ulf Gromberg and Janne Lundström, and they were they were strong persons, so they did what they wanted. <laughs> and uh, the phantom sold good, and that mm. that's the argument. No more argument do you need. Yeah. So, you, so you, did you work under Ulf Granberg for a period of time as well? Uh, oh, we, we we were old friends, and uh, so okay, but yeah. I didn't work at him, and I, it, uh, that was Janne Lundström, who was okay. the story editor. Okay, cool. Um, now, one of the... Um, Oh, there was another question that we had as well. Where was it? Um, what What would you say is the difference between writing, say, like adventure phantom stories and uh, humorous type of stories? Uh, this is another question by Mikkel. Is Is there a, a difference between writing an adventure and a humorous story? Not really. Okay. Uh, but... Um... Uh, you, when you make uh, adventure stories, you can get your inspiration from what happened in real life. Yeah, and then, so that's that's one thing. Okay, is there a place for humor in the Phantom? Would we say? Is there? Can you put humor into the Phantom, or is it more of? To, or are they more separate? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, 
Now, another thing, so as, as we've learned, I guess, um, uh, t- you know, talking to you as well, is that your influence is a lot larger than just uh, the Phantom. Um, one of the things that we found while uh, looking, uh, doing some research on yourself and all that was that you and uh, ya- uh, Lanny Lundström created the Swedish Comics Association, is that correct? Uh, yes, we, uh, we we started that this fan organization, and it was uh, your organization. Okay, and that's still going now, isn't it? Oh, it's going very good. Um, and uh, I have, let, have a very sorry. nice looking uh, magazine. Yeah, and I'm led to believe that. Um, uh, the magazine has featured some uh, phantom on the cover and and inside and stuff. Is that correct? Uh, I didn't hear. Sorry. Um, I'm led to believe that the phantom has been featured in some of your s- Swedish comics um, magazines. Mm, yes. Uh... Okay. Um, so, so what would the aim or the, I guess, the goal of the comics, uh, the, the comic society, is it to promote Swedish creators? Um, is, is that the aim of it, or is it more of a, like a like a, a place where you just can meet and gather? No, it it's to promote. Uh, um, comic strips as an art form. Okay, yeah. And we get um, the subsidies from from the state because it's uh, about, yes, a form of art. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so in talking to uh, some phantom creators, um, uh, over the past month and, and stuff, and they've they've all made mention of the importance of what uh, yourself and uh, Lundstrom has done with the um, with the comic society. So, I guess that's that's another thing to be proud of with uh, with the legacy that you have left. Well, I, and I am still working as an um, uh, art historian. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I think it's it's former art, and uh, I like to work from an acad- academic viewpoint. Yeah. So, are you teaching comic in the art world as well? Uh, no, I think it it is in the art world. So, I yeah. don't have to. <laughs> uh, okay. Well. Well, at, uh, it's not regarded as a sort of fine art yet. Mm. Okay, awesome. Um, just so I'm just going through the run sheet. Um, so you said earlier um, that you uh, you actually met with Lee Fork um, from someone from myself and Dan. We've never had that privilege. Um, what was that like meeting Lee Fork? Uh, 
It was, uh, he, he came to, uh, because Phantom is uh, big in Sweden, so uh, I think it was the Semic Press who promoted us, uh, the journey to Sweden for him. Yeah. And, and uh, he, because your, my, I and Janne was making a lot of Phantom stories, so we wanted to know what he thought about them. Yeah. And uh, we met him and uh, he, he he thought it was good, him being a liberal and, yes. Wow. Um, yeah, so, uh, so um, did you have to translate some of the stories into English for him to be able to read or... Or did you just kind of like give him a bit of a, like a bit of an exact, like a, a synopsis of what the stories were about? Um, I think uh, they they, uh, they translated, but but I, I don't think there was a, a translating strip for strip. Yeah. I think they told him what what was it about and. Uh, the drawings were very good, so I think he, he <laughs> could understand what it was about. Yeah, um, I've I've heard a rumor that he was one of the reasons why Fratelli Sparta stopped producing Phantom stories was because he didn't like um, he didn't like the stories, and I've heard that if he doesn't like the stories, he'll let people know that he doesn't like the stories. Um, uh, have you? Um, so I, I guess for him to be able to to say that you know he liked the stories and all that, you know, he wouldn't just say that. He, you know, he would tell you how it is. No. No. Um, it seems that we we had the same taste in comics, <laughs> Lee Falk yeah. and and the younger Lundstrom and I. So, did you only meet him the once, or did you um, did you have like an ongoing relationship with him? No, we just met him at the lunch. Okay, yeah. We sat and talk. Yeah, cool. Was that was that a bit of a highlight? Um, uh, getting to meet someone like Lee Fork, who you know is such a a giant in the industry. Well, I was sort of. Of Starstruck, but he was a very nice person, uh, so sort of gentleman. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Kind of. Kind of wish. Unfortunately, we never got that privilege. Mm. Did you get to uh, meet any other? Um, like, did you meet any other Phantom creators? Like, uh, did you ever meet Cybari or or um, or any or anything else like that? No, uh, just persons working at, at Simic Press in Sweden. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, Dan, have you got any other questions? Uh, I, I think I think I'm, I'm, uh, it's. It's so hard to think serious on in English, so I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's, um, it's, it's been very fascinating. We, um, we appreciate your time and, um, and, and learning about yourself and, I guess, 
um, the history, you know, in the in the 60s and the early 70s of the Phantom that has influenced what we've been reading even, you know, 40, 50 years. Because we both grew up in the 90s, read, 80s and the 90s reading Phantom comics and what you've done has influenced our lives. The, as Jermaine said, the, uh, we were growing up with Phantom in the 80s and 90s and by then you'd already set a tone and so the Phantom that we grew up with is sort of a Phantom that you'd had an influence on and uh, certainly I'm very appreciative of that because I'm someone who, who does attribute a lot of my... Um, the the morals and and my my outlook on life to the comic book and the that I grew up with, which um, yeah um, has set a tone for my entire life, and so I, I appreciate the the influence that you had on it with the with the the slant that you took. Yes, that's nice to hear. Has there been anything that I don't know any any comments or stories that we haven't asked about that um, you feel uh, will be nice to share or, or tell us about. Uh, no, I can't say. Uh, I have all the magazines before me here. I took out them, uh, but I think you, you sort of spoke about all the stories I think so mm. which one's your most favorite uh, that's uh, Diana in the jungle pattern okay, okay. Uh, yeah, because that... it, it, it was it was nice to write yeah uh, for uh, it's uh, it's more t- nice to write about persons yeah, and not just a lot of adventures. Mm. And develop mm. the develop the characters. Yes. Mm. Awesome. Um, well, we appreciate um, we appreciate you spending an hour with us, um, Magnus, and, and talking with us, and uh, um, we appreciate it a lot. Yes, it's. Nice to hear persons who like what I done. <laughs> yeah, no, we do, and we look forward to your new adventure as well. Do you? So I'm assuming it will probably be released in 2020. I really don't know. Um, Mike Soul, uh, his editor, I said he has stories for a year, so uh, it will be, it will be very light. But I, I can't I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, that's we've got okay. our fingers crossed that we see it sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, and it's and it was. Thank you for thank you for talking to us and thank you for telling us about your story. We're uh, excited to um, uh, read your new story and um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so thank you. Um, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for your influence on our lives, on our Phantom reading, and on the Phantom uh, comic. Um, and then also with what you've created with, um, uh, you know, like creating your own stories in um, in Sweden for the Phantom and, and, and stuff like that. That's um, the, Your influence has reached far and wide. Thank you. 
No, well, thank you very much for your time tonight. We we do genuinely appreciate it, and it's uh, been a, 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 um, a window into uh, the period that um, so many of us have been very, very interested in. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for your time. And thank you. That was, that was hard work at times. It was. It was. It was almost... Uh, it was almost better when we were talking about other people yes i don't think he liked to talk about himself and his own ideas and and to be fair like we're talking about stories that he'd written 40 years ago like i can't remember it's it's still saturday isn't it i don't remember what happened on (laughs) thursday so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's um i'm glad we did it though yeah for sure for sure does it um does it change your thoughts on the conversation we had around the top 20 influential fandom people? Uh, probably, uh, I think I think we had different, I don't think he was actually one of them, but we, we, we talked about him. Like, we talked about, like, Jan Lundström and, you know, where, like, Jan Lundström, where um, Magnus and there was another guy that we, you know, like, where do they kind of fit? And I, I was, think I went with Jan Lundstrom. Yeah, I was trying to find, while we were talking, I was trying to find where my list yeah. was, and I couldn't find it. Um, yeah, it's anyway, int- Should yeah. we actually record the outro? Because I think this would probably be a good, good Oh, I, I actually thought we already had started. Oh, okay, all right, we're already doing it. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it... I th- from memory, I know the conversation was around Jan Lundstrom and I, mean, I know Magnus kind of got mentioned and we said we weren't really sure, but I, he... It's, it's, it's really yeah. hard because we haven't seen enough of his stories and, and yeah. I, I said this to you in the, in the lead-up to, um, to the recording was that um, I, I was actually genuinely surprised because he is a name that I've heard a lot about and then I was genuinely surprised to A realised that there were so few stories, like 10 yes. total, to, to see there were so few stories that he had written, and then that only three we had actually yeah. seen in Australia. One in, I think, 2005, which was that 10th story we were talking about, mm. um, and then the the actual influential ones from the 70s, we've only seen since the new Fruit Crew. So yeah. it, it's really hard for us to judge, actually. I, I, I've... I feel like part of the reason the conversation was so awkward was that we were so ignorant in a way. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, there was also the fact that he was having to go back 30, 40 years in the past to, um, uh, to talk about his stories and that, but it was, yeah. Yeah. I think the Phantom is such a, um, minor part of his life. That uh, that as as influential as some of those stories have clearly been, and I don't deny for a moment mm. that the um, he rode the political wave, and and I was trying to explore there a little bit, but he was a bit reluctant. But how far he directed that wave, and, or, or whether he was riding yeah. it, part of it, forming it, whatever, we don't know. And I and I think that from his perspective, he was pretty much just. Um, you know, reflecting the society that he was involved in at the time or the people that he was around with at the time, the ideas that he had at the time. And, um, yeah, we, we got those stories that then perhaps other authors built on in terms of the the different sort of slant of Phantom story that came out of Team Phantom and, at the time. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I want to enjoy re-listening to it and like finding the nuggets and, and stuff like that. And I'll, I'm sure there will be a lot of follow-up questions. I like re-listening to. It. I'm like, oh, I should have asked this, or, or I wonder what. Do you, I wonder. You know, we probably should have asked more about this and and stuff like that. And I think we're gonna to have to try and get uh, Jan Lundstrom on as well. I think he'll be worth uh, trying to hunt down as well. Mm, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, look, the, the, probably anyone from Sweden or, or Scandinavia who's listening to this is probably very cranky at the way that we've approached <laughs> the whole thing because they've they've seen it. Like, I've gone through Phantom Wiki to, to find out which, which of his stories we could have seen, and all of them have been published multiple times in Finland and in Denmark and in Norway and in Sweden. And so uh, I do apologise to people who have listened to this and hoping we could ask questions. But, you know, we did put it out there to our Patreons to send questions in. We You, you put it out there today for um, people on Facebook to know who we were talking to and potentially ask questions. And uh, we, we asked what we could um, from our limited exposure to his writing. And um, yes. and and we put questions to him that people asked us to put to him. So I'm not sure we can do much more than that. Because um, yeah. we are, you know, we do try. We are a um, international podcast now, uh, and you know, we do want to try and um, uh, reach international audiences. But uh, we are ignorant in a lot of areas, so we do need your help as well. So. Yeah. Um, if you're a Patreon listener, uh, subscriber, and you get those emails when we ask if you've got any questions, feel free to send them through. We thank uh, Mikhail Lick and uh, Andreas Eriksson for their questions mm. um, and some of their help as well. So um, we, we thank you for that. Um, so while, I guess while we're talking about Patreon, we might as well use that as a good uh, segue that's, to, that's uh, nice to yep. wrap it up. So. So for those who don't know what Patreon is, basically it is a place uh, where you give us your money, and it could be as little as a dollar <laughs> to whatever, and basically it helps us to be able to pay for things phantom-related well, that we do with Chronicle Chamber. For example, this phone call we've just made um, yes. to Sweden. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so exactly. So we've made phone calls to the U.S., to Sweden. Um, because uh, yeah. uh, to, to peek behind the curtain, um, it turns out uh, that Magnus Knutsen does not have Skype and uh, is is not, you know, down with the internet exactly as you, as you may or may not have mm. surmised yourselves. Um, so that that's a, that's genuinely a phone call from Australia to a landline in Sweden, and uh, that those Which things aren't money. cheap. Exactly. So no. we super appreciate the patrons who are out there who are supporting us, um, being able to do things exactly like this. Yeah, exactly. So for those who want to know, another peek behind the curtain. You're looking at probably thirty, forty bucks yep. for an hour. Yeah. Um, so it's not cheap, but because of people that support us via Patreon, we are able to do that. Yep. Um, and, you know, other things that Patreon pays for is the domain names, um, hosting the podcasts on the web. Everything that you put on the web costs money. Um, and so as a thank you for people who support us via Patreon, we yes. have created a Phantom Preservation Project, or P3, uh, which basically is a depository of all cool phantom stuff. So we have newsletters from um, 
from uh, fan clubs like the um, the Australian ones, um, from the American ones as yep. well. We have videos, we have articles, newspaper articles from around the world that we have gotten scans of, or we've actually physically gone and buy and brought a newspaper ourselves from around the world and in Australia to scan. Um, so, you know, these are all the type of things that are in the Fandom Preservation Project. Uh, basically, if you support $5 or more a month, you get free access to that. Now, if that kind of interests you, uh, we do have an index of what is included in that in the P3, and it is very extensive, yeah. um, both the index and both what's in there. Um, I was talking to one person who said he didn't understand just how deep the preservation project was until he actually went through it. And he said, it took me a couple of days to go through everything. Yeah. So there's a lot there. Um, so, so we thank all our Patreon and, and we, we should say that other yes. other rewards for our patrons at the moment. Like we, oh, I'm going to try very hard to try and edit this together. There's only a couple of things that there's no way I can edit that whole thing together to be less awkward than it was. It's just as awkward as it is. Um, the, uh, but we'll try and get this out in the next couple of days, certainly before the end of May. And uh, anyone who's interested in um, supporting us via Patreon, that you will get tickets in a competition to win a, a yes. Hermes Press Don Newton book. That, like, honestly, by the time you hear this, unless you've heard it the day or two that it comes out, you probably have missed that comp. But it's the sort of thing that we're going to do from now on a bit more. Uh, I think we've agreed yes. on that. Um, so every couple of months, we're going to put up a prize that is for Patreons only. You'll get a ticket per dollar that you sponsor us per month sort of thing. Yes. And uh, that's going to be an ongoing thing. So uh, this month it's the Don, Na the Don Newton Hermes Press book. Don't know what it's going to be a couple of months from now. It might be something we pick up at Supernova. That's a whole other podcast where we plan for Supernova this year. I'm looking forward to both the podcast and, and Supernova itself. itself. Um, so there's a thing to think about. But, yeah, it's, that's another, I think, little ex, little uh, reward level, I guess, that we'll provide for our patrons uh, going forward. Yes, definitely. So uh, just continuing wrapping up, you can find everything that we do on chroniclechamber.com. Uh, you can email us if you have questions or people you would like us to interview or whether you – just any, any conversation you want at all, whether you want us to help uh, you research – for something that you have a question of or anything like that, we're more than happy to help you. Yep. That's chroniclechamber at gmail.com. And, of course, you can find us on social media. So on Facebook, it is Chronicle Chamber Phantom Fan Page. And then one of our sister groups, which we are also admins of, which is Phantom Collector. And that's basically where people can share their um, uh, their collection. Uh, Twitter is at Chronicle Tweets. And Instagram is at Chronicle Chamber. I know people have different poisons when it comes to their social media, so there's a couple that you can choose from. And just as, uh, a, as an example, I've this week. Uh, what I'll, I'll say one thing, Jim. Maybe you can think of another thing. Uh, this week, I've had conversations through our channels about uh, someone who's asking about the Cholaman Ashuri Indian. Um, fan movie. Now, we covered that extensively probably a year ago when that came out. We did a review on it. We did a commentary on it um, all through the podcast and also through our YouTube channel, and I've had conversations with people about that this week. Is there... What have you had conversations this week online through our through our channels, Germ, about uh, Phantom that's just popped up? Question without notice. 
Oh, talk about question. Uh, some history between Wilson McCoy and Ray Moore. Like yeah. how they, how, you know, there's one person who's looking into how they met and stuff like that. So, you know, we're helping them try and find some information about how Ray Moore and Wilson McCoy met. So all this type of stuff is what we, you know, kind of do on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so w- w- we love Talking Phantom. And if yes. you love Talking Phantom, hit us up. Um, as you can. So if you like podcasts, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, if you're an Apple user or if you're an Android user, uh, you can use apps like Podbean, Player FM, CastBox, Listen Notes, etc., etc. Now, if you like listening to podcasts while you're working at work on your computer, if you go to chroniclechamber.com, uh, you can listen to all of our past 120 odd podcasts on there as well. Um, so, uh, Magnus, we really appreciate uh, your time. We really appreciate um, you talking to a bunch of Australians, talking international phantom with us, uh, and your candis- candidness with um, uh, especially Fratelli Sparta and some of the other conversations that we had as well. Uh, we appreciate it. We look forward to your new story. Um, there's yeah. a little bit of a scoop that we really, really enjoyed that you told us about. Um, and, yeah, we, we appreciate everything that you have done for us today. Uh, Dan, always a pleasure. Um, have a good weekend, mate, and uh, happy phantoming. Yeah, until next time, mate, happy phantoming. 500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said I'm mad I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty And all my sons will follow me so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die The Phantom, the ghost who walks The Phantom, enemies beware The Phantom's always there But you won't find the Phantom